Happy Monday, film nuts all over the movie planet. I'm Joe Sarah, and you are listening to a special Movie Planet review show. With Joe. So now we've got genetic power, so how long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? And what's going to be done with it? Joel. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about man-made cataclysmic change. And JC. What kind of change? Change is like death. You don't know what it looks like until you're standing at the gates. So, hey, welcome to uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome back, boys. Thanks. Hello. Jeff Joining Goldblum. me are the Owen Grady and Claire Deering to my Eli Mills, JC and Joel. <laughs> I'm definitely Claire. I have bigger boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> what well, I do, I have bigger breasts than he does. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Fair enough. <laughs> well, if you didn't know, today we are reviewing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, uh, continuing our look at the Jurassic Park franchise. But first, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at slash movieplanetpod, Twitter at movieplanetpod, and Instagram at movieplanetpod. Ha, it's not podcast, it's pod. On this show, we will be keeping track of all the movies with your time in our Movie Planet Preserve. This is a continuation of what we did on a previous podcast called The Movie Playground, where movies are compared Ooh. to others in their genre. And uh, you, I've been re-releasing a lot of those shows on the Wednesdays just because they're damn good. Yeah. Like, Timeless. Do you put a leash on them when you release them? I don't. I okay. re-edit them with new openers, and I cut out the news. Well, and then I bleep the out all the swear words. <laughs> you, should, you should play Wait, an old news show. I can't curse today? <laughs> you, should, you should play an old news show. Like, this week, <laughs> The <laughs> Revenant. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just realized I can't curse on this one. Now. Will Leo get his first? You can. Day? You can curse. I'm just going to bleep it out. Well, what the bleep for the bleep, the bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> There's a great one that I just did. Mother bleeper. Where I did. We did. A, it was Hercules. And then the, the last one we did Jaws. You threw three in a row. So it's just like it's literally. And the mayor is just such a bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh Currently, there's seven films in the science fiction preserve. Uh, Interstellar's got an A, Jurassic Park an A minus, Jurassic World's a B plus, Jurassic Park: The Lost World is a C minus. That's a drop off. And then start. I may have to fix that one. I feel like that if three is a D, then that one's got to be a D. I well, got to gotta re-listen to whatever the hell I said. <laughs> That's okay. Star Trek: The Motion Picture, which you and I had a ball with. That one we gave a C minus also to. Then was Rob Robocop, which was Joel's first. Yeah. Uh, we gave that a D plus. <laughs> and Jurassic Park 3, a solid D. If you want to know how we gave it a solid D, uh, I gave it a D plus. JC gave it a D. And JC convinced me this time to lower my grade, which never happens ever. No, but he made a good point, and I had to go with it. Uh, now, the higher the grade we give it, the longer it may be staying there. Only a film with a higher grade can kick it down on its 
ass from the Pantheon in the future. I'm going to beep it out. It's okay. So we will discuss the movie, and in an hour or so, we will analyze it and grade it and figure out if we need to boot a movie out. This is bleeper bleeped on his own bleeping show. <laughs> Chalk up another victory for the human spirit. This is a spoiler-rich podcast. So if you haven't seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it's best if you stop right here, watch the movie, and then turn us back on to enjoy our discussion and analysis. But now that we've handled that business, let's get down to business. And here's the best part. We are not going to do any making ofs today. Woo! No making ofs because there's just not enough information yet on how this thing came to be. Which they, they then again, had to. Then again, there wasn't a whole lot of explanation in this movie how certain people came to be. This movie so. came to be because <laughs> you can't just make one movie anymore. Because no. money. Yeah. money. Because money. So, uh, what are you dating like an accountant now? Or? Owen. Ventriloquist? Stop it. You love a dummy. This is not why we're here. You can blame me. I know why we're here. A rescue op. Save the dinosaurs from an island that's about to explode. What could go wrong? Blue is alive. You raised her. <laughs> Do these animals deserve the same protections given to other species? Or should they just be left to die? These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're gonna be here after. be contained. Life breaks free. Life finds a way. Okay, this week we are discussing 2018's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a movie made for $170 million, directed by J.A. Bayona and written by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly, starring Chris Pratt as Chris Pratt, uh, or Chris Pratt as Owen Grady, Bryce Dallas Howard as Claire Deering, Rafe Spall as Eli Mills, Justice Smith as Franklin Webb, Daniel Pineda as Dr. Zia Rodriguez, James Cromwell, whoa, he's in this, as Sir yeah. Benjamin Lockwood. <laughs> Toby Jones as Gunnar Eversall, Ted Levine as Ken Wheatley, B.D. Wong as Dr. Henry, hey, I'm still here and still the most evil person on the screen, woo, Isabella Sermon as Maisie Lockwood, Geraldine Chaplin as Iris, and Jeff Goldblum as the cameo everyone came to see, Dr. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> there you go. And he was at the very beginning, 
In the very end. And the very end. He was the bookends. He was also the best part of this movie. <laughs> uh, you can't tell me that any time <laughs> he was on screen, you were not just like well, no, I mesmerized. Agree, I agree with you there, but I'm still trying to figure out what the bleep he said at the beginning because it was such big words I didn't understand does, the bleep. It doesn't matter. It. Like it, it was like the architect in the Matrix it talking. Is, <laughs> but it's just Jeff Goldblum and his glasses and his skinny floral tie, which what he does, that's it just his thing. Tie. It's his thing now. Was it, it just was pure a, black? It was pure black. Oh. Maybe Smoke I'm just, mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Well, just in real life, it's always a little, nice little floral skinny tie. I, I will admit that Malcolm and Jeff Goldblum was nice to see. I don't think he was the best part of the movie. I think there were other I think parts. pound for pound, he was 100% <laughs> the best part of the movie. When you consolidate every other option, he was the best for the time that he was given. He, wa- he was in every single trailer. That's true, he was. So we literally already saw his entire scene. He set up the movie, and he set up the next 12 movies that they're going to do that I'm obviously going to see in theaters. That, that's what he's bitter about. He's bitter because he saw what in his mind is a bad movie, but he knows he's going to go see more of them. Yeah, that honestly is what I'm angry about. That guy's hooked like crack. Uh, according to the top critics at Rotten Tomatoes, it has a tomato meter reading of 45%, 21 fresh reviews, and 26 rotten. It's gone down since yesterday, then, because we saw it yesterday at 4 o'clock, and it was 50%. The top critics? No, 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 the tomato meter. I know, but if you, there's all critics, and then there's top critics right next to it. If you click on top critics, it actually fluctuates. All critics, you can get all the trolls in there that are too. No, no, right. I was saying, like, from yesterday when JC and I saw yeah. it, the tomato meter reading has gone down 5%. Okay. Uh, the critics, on average, get a small 5.9 out of 10, and the audience score is a 3.5 out of 5 with 63%, agreeing it's a 3 or higher. Uh, the critics' consensus little thing that they put in there says, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom adds another set-piece-packed entry to the blockbuster franchise, although genuinely thrilling moments are in increasingly short supply. We are not going to get into the making of this movie. We're going to dive right into this film, this motion picture. I learned this week that I don't like when people just call them pictures. <laughs> I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's big colossal podcast. Yeah. And the guy that he does the show with, they were talking to Patton Oswald, and they were just talking movies that I've never heard of in my life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's a great picture. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he said that for the next 45 minutes. He's like, oh, have you ever seen that picture? That's a good picture. I really enjoyed that picture. I was like, I want to shoot myself. Yeah. Not a it's, picture. It's a motion picture. I mean, I get like, if you, say, if you want to say picture every now and then, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But to use it as your go-to noun, no, sir. Right. Fine. Fine new. Picture? <laughs> I know if you say it, though, you're joking. (laughs) So this is a good picture? No. (laughs) It's not a good picture. It's not a good movie. It's not a good film. Let's go. Let's talk about it. I have a bad feeling about this. (laughs) Okay, we're going to start this thing off. Three years after the events of the previous film, the Jurassic World theme park on Isla Nublar has been abandoned. A mercenary team arrives on the island to retrieve DNA from the remains of Indominus Rex, which lie at the bottom of the Mosasaurus Lagoon. After sending a piece of bone to the surface, the team is attacked by the Mosasaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex. As the team barely escapes, the lagoon gate is left open, causing the Mosasaurus to escape into the ocean. What do you guys think about this opener? Because I'll be honest with you, I thought this was the strongest, the se- strongest or second strongest opener of the entire series. So <laughs> it's super interesting. Because um, I know what you say. <laughs> because I, when you just look at the giant thing underwater, mm-hmm. when you go with them going under to shave off a part of like the DNA, um, 
Which, at first, I was like, that's pretty careless of them to just go in and chop it up. I was like, I've never known a scientist to never take more time. But when you're in dinosaur-infested waters, I get it. Um, JC and I looked at each other the moment after I said, I could have done without the entire first scene. (laughs) And he said, what was it you said? He said, you needed that opening scene. You needed it to set up the movie, but there were some really stupid bleeping parts of it. Yeah, (laughs) and the worst part... Is the guy that's working on the power box? Okay, uh, and one hundred percent agree. Hands this, down, this made my head hurt. Hands down, my <laughs> least favorite part of the entire movie. So if you all want to go, like buy a ticket for The Incredibles two, and just walk into this just to see this part. He opens up one. It's the very first movie. Mm-hmm. It is Jurassic Park one, where he stand, where Newman's about to get eaten in the rain. Where uh, oh, Wayne it, Knight is like okay, in the okay. It's not that's not the beginning of that movie. No, 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 no. no. no so, okay, yeah. No, no. So where he's going, having been with him yesterday, his biggest pet peeves for this whole thing, he's going to keep bringing up how this was in one or this was it. So that's yeah. why whenever oh, so like Last Jedi, exactly. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> but I think Force Awakens was so, worse than Last. So, Jedi. but the thing Shit. that gets me is this: like, you can do you can do whatever you want to mm-hmm. with the movie. Um, I think what bothered me was the fact that the guy that's working on the power box, he starts off by yelling at the people that's behind him. He's like, guys, we need to hurry up. Like, I'm exposed, which I agree with 100%. You, he knows that he's in a dinosaur area, and he's already on edge. I believe it. Mm-hmm. I'm running with it. Um, but then the people that he was telling to hurry up are like, yo, <laughs> hurry up. We've got to move. And they're doing, you all can't see on the podcast, but they are, they have an open palm facing themselves and they're rapidly bringing it to themselves to signal, signify like, hey. It was already on. <laughs> hey, you need to come. Like it's the universal sign for hurry up. Right. And what he says is, what? With like a cupped hand to his ear? He says, And then he does the whole, I can't hear you. I can't hear you that, through my That was it. When I heard him speaker, say, I can't hear you, I'm like, are you bleeping kidding me? Like, <laughs> I understand that you're giving me the hand motion to hurry up and that I'm in danger, but I can't hear you through my headset. Let's diagnose this technical issue that we have. No, he was already on edge. He would have sprinted behind, but instead he just sits there like a goon. And this is the first time I was like, okay. And if this was the direction they were going and it's fine, I was like, is this going to be a kid-friendly Jurassic Park movie? Because all of his dialogue and all the interactions with him and the guys in the helicopter were very cheesy. Yeah. They were very corny, and I didn't believe it. But I said, I'm now older. I, I've been having a lot of moments this month that I'm like, I have entered into a new checkpoint of my age. Okay. <laughs> I went to get a drink the other day, and there was a girl that was there so I do a ministry that is exclusively to high school students. And when I was about to graduate college, she was going into high school. <laughs> and her parents were like big supporters, and they threw us events. And I turned around and saw this toddler drinking a Bud Light behind me. And legally. Legally. And I said, it's time to go. <laughs> and I went home. And I'm so, too old now. <laughs> and so my first intro into this movie, I said, if I am now too old to just buy into everything that Jurassic Park has to offer, I'm fine with it. If that's the direction they're going with in the movie. But I'm not certain that I knew the full direction. Yeah. I, uh, I'll say this. The reason why I say it's as strong as the first movie is because... As much as we remember how great the first movie was, Jurassic Park, 
there's a lot of problems with the very first scene. I watched it this week. What is the first scene? The first scene is them it's loading when, the Velociraptor yeah, in. Yeah, when the guy gets caught and uh, Malcolm looks oh, really... I love that scene. Except Malcolm, there's one massive problem, and that is... Malcolm they looks lock, sexy in his shorts. They put the cage up, and they go, locking mechanism in place. And it's not locked. Because it moves away. Huh. <laughs> you got a whole team of people here. It turned green. The thing turned green. It's time to go. The, the technical issues are the theme of this movie. <laughs> I, I'm okay for giving the technical issues because there were a bunch of people that gasped, and I know I'm getting way ahead, mm. but a bunch of people in the movie theater gasped when the guy opened up the cage to the Indominus Raptor or whatever that was, and people were like, why are you doing that? I'm like, you need to have stupid people, otherwise you don't have this movie. I think that's what people are finally getting upset with is... Everyone in this movie was stupid. Everyone is doing stupid things, but you have to have them do stupid things because if everybody actually learned from the problems of the previous movies, we wouldn't have a new movie. Like that's like I think that's the issue people have trouble buying into is that it is the same story over and over, but with new characters, but with new scenarios and things like that. And so it is a constant repeat of history. If you hate that, you are going to hate this movie. Mm -hmm. If you hate watching similar things told, retold, 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 you're gonna hate Star Wars. You're gonna hate Lord of the Rings. You're gonna hate Jurassic World. Like that's just the reality. My biggest issue, especially with the opening, and I 100% agree with Joel, the corniness of the dialogue. Okay. And even if they were trying to make it kid-friendly, there is too much that happens later in these movies. This is not a kid-friendly movie. Friendly. Exactly. So don't do the whole flip-flop here. So I honestly, it's not their actions so much that bugs me because you have to have stupid people because otherwise how do the dinosaurs get loose? But the bad dialogue... Ah, that's what that's what bugs me. And and to end this, I'm going to say, as much as I think this is the strongest one, I think it's the strongest one. It is also completely erasable from this movie because it has no impact on the rest of this movie whatsoever. Yeah, that's true. This, because if you cut it out, you could probably just do the scene with them. Oh, we have this, and you never need to know how they got the bone. That's true. Precisely. I, that that makes sense. This this scene right here. All it does is give you the bone part. But if you already see that they have the bone at some point, you can go, okay, well, Wu left. Remember, he left Jurassic World with all that crap already. So there's two things, though. You you see them get the bone, but you also need to see the Mosasaur get left. Get, get. <laughs> you need to see the Mosasaur released. Because then you see the most, because their whole shtick at the end mm -hmm. is it is now an actual Jurassic World because the dinosaurs are loose. Even if you would have gotten everything else loose, you would have still had the Mosasaur trapped. Although it I could have climbed over it or uh, Do you see how high that thing leaped up? It could have leapt over that wall. I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> my argument was you need that opening scene to open up the gate. But realistically, while they're doing all of the like the escaping, you could have somebody trip over a machine and the gate opens up miraculously. Yeah. So actually, uh, you could have had the Mosasaur release. So yeah, you could completely cut out the opening like 10 minutes. <laughs> Is that you? Okay. Well, on the mainland, a U.S. Senate hearing debates whether Isla Nublar's dinosaurs should be saved from an impeding volcanic eruption. Kind of funny that they decided to build a park, both Jurassic Park and the Jurassic World, on a dormant volcano. Well, but that's in the book. Even Michael Crichton talked about how Isla Nublar, Nublar yeah. was on a volcano. So, But why would they do the world then there? Well, blame Crichton. 
It's all Crichton didn't write World. He was dead. No, but like they put World on where Park was, and Park was built on the volcano because of Crichton. I, so it's Crichton. I'm fault. convinced that Michael Crichton can do no wrong. Michael um, Crichton's a god. <laughs> He's up there now with Christ. Yeah. Um, writing books. Speaking of, mathematician Dr. Fear. Ian Malcolm debates the fact that the dinosaur should be left to die, as he believes that nature is correcting the mistake that John Hammond had made by cloning the dinosaurs long ago. This is a rational thought process. Ian Malcolm, I'm convinced that Jeff Goldblum signed off for this movie because he was like, I'm going to look amazing in this movie compared to everything else. Yep. <laughs> no, like, I mean, like when he was talking, I was like, this is valid. Mm -hmm. And it was sound. I mean, every you're right. Everything he said was legitimate. I mean, and, I heard sounds, but the words were big and I didn't understand them. But And if the movie <laughs> followed everything that he said and like really just stuck to that one idea, yeah. then it could have been really great. Which idea was that? I don't know. <laughs> It's a trap. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the place. meanwhile, Jurassic World's former operations manager Claire Deering has created the Dinosaur Protection Group to save the dinosaurs. Wow, that's a turn from her character in the last movie. It shows growth, and I mean, she was rattled. I I find that believable. Like, I totally find her becoming because if you are the reason for something terrible happened happening your biggest thing is going to want to fix it and the biggest way you can fix it well actually i guess you could like do something for the families and all that but she created the dinosaurs so maybe she's protective i don't know i i can follow it so she went from capitalist to naturalist in just three years where does uh, that sound like i don't know where it sounds like lost world I'm that's what that's what ian malcolm says to hammond before he left he goes you've gone from capitalist to naturalist in just four or three years well, then it's history repeating itself, so at least Jurassic Park's sticking to its tomes. <laughs> its tomes? <laughs> it's lore. <laughs> it's script. <laughs> uh, after the Senate rejects the rescue of the dinosaurs, Claire is contacted by Benjamin Lockwood, Hammond's former partner in creating dinosaur cloning technology. I, I'll be honest with you, I would have rather him just been like Hammond's brother. Like, uh, why change the names? Because of what they need to reveal later. That's why they Which, needed to change the name. So my head's gonna explode later. By the way, I'm just gonna and, let you know ahead of time. <laughs> and and I, and I have a question I want to ask for that reveal later. Is does it change what this movie is about? <laughs> and I'll have an answer for it. <laughs> Claire meets Lockwood at his estate in Northern California, and I'm pretty sure that's the X Men mansion. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that thing's amazing. Lockwood and his aide, Eli Mills, are planning to move the dinosaurs to a new island sanctuary. Eli seems like a really good guy, doesn't he? I Right now? Uh, no, my hair lifted up on him instantly. <laughs> you saw him, you like, yeah, I, me I, right. <laughs> I was like, this guy's not going to be good. He's going to be a bad guy. Because <laughs> uh, where the hell's he been this whole time? Well, Sorry, where's, where's where Lockwood the, been? Where the bleeps he been all this time? Where's Lockwood been? In a wheelchair, dude. Come on. Why you got to hurt the man that's already in a wheelchair? Where's he going to go? <laughs> uh, where they will live without human interference. R right. Uh, Mills is concerned that locating Blue, the last living velociraptor, will be difficult. So Claire recruits Owen Grady, Jurassic World's former velociraptor trainer, to join the mission. And, well, we'll get into my beef with Blue in a second. Oh, Blue is one of the best parts of the movie. Blue is the family dog, which and, is and one neither of you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. Um, we also see what do you call it? The uh, 
Well, how, we don't see the museum, or we don't see the lab below. No. How did you like Claire and Owen re-meeting? Like, that whole interaction of them. I thought it was back. stale as could be. Oh, I loved really? it. I thought it was fantastic. I'm like, what better way to, like, have them separate, but they don't hate each other? And, like, even the banter at the bar, mm-hmm. like, I found that totally believable and totally, like, they still like each other, but they're incompatible, and so I totally get it. Like, I liked it, that I, whole relationship. I personally would have liked to have seen that they were already together still. I Because I, I, when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was, where did we last leave, and I, I hate to do this, where did we last leave Han and Leia at the end of Return of the Jedi? They were together, and they were introduced, and they're separated. We don't know why. We don't know what for. But when they meet, you feel something there. When these two meet, it's kind of like, mm. Okay. Oh, see, I, I, I did feel something. And I and as soon as I saw something, I wanted to know why they separated. And then they tell you, and I thought it was a pretty believable thing. It wasn't that they didn't care about each other. It was that, and yes, it said it in a funny way because that's Chris Pratt, and it needs to be funny. I like that. And they couldn't do it because of the whole reason they couldn't do it the very first time. They are two different personalities. They're attracted to each other. But they don't know how to make a life with each other. And almost they needed to go through this movie to figure out, oh, maybe we could do a life together because we keep end up relying on each other and needing each other. Do you guys, I was going to say, do you guys feel like Chris Pratt was neutered in this movie? Yes. yes. Um, I'd also feel like maybe, ooh, she went from corporate to, uh, was it corporate to what? Natural, naturalist. Naturalist. Because she's trying to get back with Chris Pratt. Because she's a totally different human being in these two movies. And so now she's showing up on his property. Now I'm just spitballing and it makes no sense. It makes sense. <laughs> is it related to the movie? No. This is a this is a um But yeah, she's been avoiding him, it looks like. Right. Well, this is this is the girl that shows up. He's like, look, I like to hike now too. Yeah. You like Wes Anderson? I love Wes Anderson now. We oh, should date again. I didn't get that vibe at all. No, that's not a vibe. I'm making it up. But oh, this is say, a this is an Alex Jones theory that could very well be true. <laughs> Alex Jones. Because like, how else do you go from like corporate? Like, she was the top. She didn't even know how to babysit, and now she's like a mother figure to this little girl to the millennials. <laughs> like, she hated kids, and now she's like, oh, Maisie. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. don't know that she hated kids in the first movie, but again, because of what what she went through in the first a breakup, movie, she could she could have changed. I mean, people change because of different things. You're I, right. I'm honestly going to say I think their relationship and the way those two people interacted throughout the whole movie is hands down probably one of my favorite things in the movie. I thought it was fantastic. We we need to focus on this movie as a whole because the more that we look to its connection with the movie before the less I like this movie. <laughs> like, the more holes I'm finding. Because you're right, like, she is not the same character she was before. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, like, the way... Like, it is strange that, like, they're not... Like, there was just like, a, oh, there actually was another breakup, so we're kind of starting the same place that we were in Jurassic World. If we focus on exactly what oh, we know now about... now you're minimalizing it. I don't, no, th- I don't no, I'm uh, saying... I think, I think what he's trying to say is he's trying to say, let's just look at the movie as is and not compare it to everything else. Right. If we're looking at this movie plain, like as one movie, one science fiction movie, okay. then I do like this greeting. But if we look back on the, all of their interactions in the past movie, then yes, I want more answers. And oh, see, I'm okay either way. So I, where I'm confused is I'm okay either way. I like the interaction if we just look at the movie this way. But I also like their interactions and how they're talking, including what happened before. Right. Like that That's my confusion as to what's... And maybe we're going way too deep for this. Well, I don't think so, and because I think what we're, we're battling right now is, is this series episodic, or is it a saga? One continuous story. And I, I think pro- the Jurassic I, Park movies I were think, episodic. Oh, see, I see it as a saga, maybe. 
I and maybe that's why I'm okay with a lot of this stuff. And I think the scene. Jurassic World movies are trying to be one continuous storyline. Oh, so the parks were episodic. I think the worlds that, are saga. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that's what I, they're trying I to do. I agree with that. I see that. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, the rescue group arrives on Island Nublar and meets head mercenary Ken Wheatley, played by... Somebody. Somebody. I've, I've seen him before, but I don't know your name. You saw him before in, I think, Lost World. He was the hunter, wasn't he? Was he? No, he wasn't. I'm just saying. If he was, I'm he just saying, awfully convenient. Wasn't the second he the movie bad? the Lost World here. Again. Isn't he the uh, poacher in Jumanji? <laughs> he was the poacher in Jumanji. <laughs> I like Jumanji. No. Not, yeah, not Welcome no, to the Jungle. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, Claire and former park technician Franklin Webb. Why did he get invited? <laughs> Reactivate the park's dinosaur trackers in the command bunker while Owen, Ken, paleo veterinarian, Zia Millennial Rodriguez, and the mercenaries search for blue. So here's one of my conflicts, and I talked with Joel a lot about this yesterday, and I'm conflicted Ooh. because these two characters are annoying as bleep. <laughs> they are so annoying, and I understand the need for like different roles and having like different characters and I, and I'm confused as to are they trying to how can I say this politely without offending a ton of people are you, they you, trying you, to drag the age down yeah are they trying to like make it more modern and sort of more of the time that we are living in now they're trying to appeal to generation Z uh, yeah, thank isn't you. Chris uh, Pratt doing that no, I don't. Th I think he appeals to our generation. Man, I mean, gosh, Generation Z is a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken but, from the president, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, but but my point is, is I don't. I, I, I'm not S spoken by the sixth grade science teacher. <laughs> I'm not annoyed with these two characters just because they were cast. I was. I'm annoyed because of how they were told to act as their characters. They were snarky all yes, the time, and they acted pompous and holier than thou when they haven't done a G bleeping thing. You can and, say it. And I'm that Joel, Joel had said that at one point he was ready to to walk out and the more I thought about it that was I mean because I wanted to see the movie I wasn't going to walk out but that was my moment where I'm like I'm pissed. Yeah. Like the introduction of those two characters and then like the arrogance that those two characters talked with like why I'm here and why I need to be here and I'm like okay you are here to fill a niche role. Quit calling attention to the fact that you are here to fill a niche role <laughs> right. because when you call attention to the fact that you are only here to do plot point X in the script and move the script along, you are annoying as F. Right. And, like, and just stop. And my point problem is, is they make themselves feel so important and seem so much bigger than the Chris Pratt's and the other people. I'm like... You were not necessary. We could have entirely believed that Claire could have done the computer work on her own. We probably could have believed that Owen Grady had enough veterinary science in his background right. to probably exactly. do this. Your two characters were not needed, and you are so goddamn arrogant about the fact that you're there. Those two. I like the two like real life people. Like they seem like they would have done great in other roles or change how you wanted those characters to be. I'm some fine kind of with that. some kind of sympathetic bone into what they're going through. Exactly. But you made those two characters incredibly arrogant and fuckers right from the get go. And I honestly wanted both of them to like go away as fast. Yeah. Like I just wanted them to go away. I was hoping that the, that Franklin would have been eaten by the Baryonyx. Exactly. So yeah. Franklin was awful in real life. <laughs> 
He is 22 years old, so he kind of played his age. He okay. played where he was. And the thing with him and Zia is the thing that I didn't like about the movie Nerve with Dave Franco. And Emma the, Roberts, right? Yeah. The people that created the movie had such a small vision for who this next generation is. And it's like, I'm wondering if my... I mean, like, granted, I there are problems with this Generation Z coming up. There are problems with our generation. I was going to say problems with all of our generations right, right now. But it's like... The people that are directing this new generation, they're, they stereotype them so hard. Yes, and, so and these much. two were stereotyped. Both and I hate characters it. I hate had that they were the doofy glasses, like the giant pink frames, and they were scared of their own shadow. Everyone's a hipster, and they were mad at their dad for making them do like, <laughs> like he's like, my dad said to go make friends and to be personal. Are you proud of me now, dad? It's like, yeah, because you're actually doing something. You're not just sitting on a computer. But the Zia character, Daniela Pineda, mm -hmm. she's 31 in real life. Yeah. Why did they make her seem like she was 20 wow, years old? Wow, she's 30. Yeah. She's 31. She definitely acted like a teenager or I like expected a 2019. 20. Yeah. yeah. Like they made her character seem just like so. That's the director. I just totally like, blame the director for just that. Like, That's man, just bad. I, uh, man, not my president. Man. <laughs> and like they made her seem just like so angry at the world and so like I am powerful. I don't need you. If you would have just made her a 30, like she's 31 years old. If you would have made her. Born on February 20th, 1987, from Oakland, California, and say, like, yeah, man, I've lived in Oakland. I've seen some shit. And, like, <laughs> I'm a veteran. I know my job. Please don't question me. Like, if they would have made yeah. her a stand up character, that'd have been fine. She'd have been great. But they made her so just, like, comical and gross and just of, like, <laughs> if they, like, my, one of my favorite lines was by the guy, like, the guy that pretty much plays the poacher in Jumanji. Okay. He's like, <laughs> Ooh, what a nasty woman! Like, <laughs> and I was like, yes, she, like, I one hundred percent agree. But and I'm on a, the poacher side yeah, now. She, she, she was so typecast, and she could have been. Have her be the veterinarian. Have her be like I like your thing. Like have her be like ex-military or something. Yeah, she can be a powerful female lead, and they made her a caricature. Yep. Why they made yes. her a joke? What I don't get is why they brought these two to this island. They could have picked yes. anybody else. You don't bring the, the interns to the they, island. They brought those two to appeal to Generation Z, and yeah. it just it backfired so badly. And people may like listening to this may be like, "Wow, you're being arrogant." I'm like, "No, I'm just being realistic." Yeah, I'm like, keep the same two people. Keep the 22-year-old, keep the 31-year-old, but write them as real characters, not as like somebody you see on Twitter because we all know how people speak on Twitter isn't how they really talk in real life. Yeah. And I honestly believe their entire dialogue was probably taken somewhere from the Twitterverse. Probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. give them an actual human emotion, actual human dialogue, and they'd be fantastic characters. Yes. But God, those two annoyed me. Yeah. Make her someone that is, pre she's like, I'm confident in my abilities to do my job, and I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then make him, hey, I'm new at this company, but I want to advance. And I want to grow as a person because right. I've never been outdoors. But like, again, if you've never been outdoors, why the hell are you going, going to, to Jurassic World? Why are you going to an exploding <laughs> volcano? Like, they, they turned him into Marv from Home Alone. Like, he screamed <laughs> at every bug he saw. He just, like, he was just a doofus, and, but and he knew everything about to, technology. And if they were having that character for comedic relief, well, then what the bleep is Chris Pratt for? Right. Like, Chris Pratt him too should, straight. Chris Pratt should be the funny one. Don't have the kids try to be funny. In this like movie, Chris Pratt be the funny one. Chris Pratt in this movie was the athletic one. He exactly. wasn't the funny one. No, he exactly. Did, and that's, that's my problem with around. Chris Pratt, was Chris Pratt didn't get to be what made him great in the first movie. 
Wow. I'm taking both your rant cards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started I mean, on that, Generation I mean, Z, y'all. <laughs> in all honesty, like, we just covered my bottom three. <laughs> but... <laughs> We're good. Now we don't have to explain we're, it. We can good. just say it. Well, I'll be honest with you. And I told Joel this behind the time. I said, I knew what kind of movie I was in for. When at the very beginning, when they were doing the news coverage of what happened at Jurassic World, they usually have they had the byline, like a CNN byline on the bottom. And underneath it, on the byline, it said, in quotes, U.S. president does not believe in existence of dinosaurs. And I'm like, okay, I get what this movie is going to be now. Wait, say that again? Okay. <laughs> and starting now. Um, <laughs> I was listening. They I'm made just... they made a Trump joke on the bottom line of the news. U.S. president does not believe in existence oh, of dinosaurs when there's actual pictures of dinosaurs on the screen. And I knew what kind of movie I was in for then. I I, I, I got it. I was I like, see. okay, done. Um, upon finding blue, Which he probably doesn't. I'm not gonna lie. He probably doesn't. No, but here's the thing. Dinosaurs. Here's the thing. If you see <laughs> them, you can believe in them. If that's, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into it. Okay. God. <laughs> Okay, climate change models are one thing. Single dinosaurs another. Okay. <laughs> You're at the 50 second mark, by the way. <laughs> JC and yours both are at the 50 second mark, so if you need to remember that. I didn't curse. I don't condone this. <laughs> okay. Upon finding blue, the mercenaries shoot blue. Which, <sighs> why do they bring Owen if they're not going to listen to Owen? <laughs> Well, that's explained, too. They, they only wanted him to find her. They didn't want him after the fact, so he served his role. And Owen is shot with tranquilizers. Now, mind you, the tranquilizers are supposed to possibly kill uh, Blue. A, di- a reptile dinosaur. Yeah, but <laughs> Owen gets shot and can roll away from lava and then stand up immediately afterwards and run. I will say this. <laughs> that scene was really funny and would have been funnier had they not said... Yeah, man, if this 500-pound dinosaur gets shot, it could die. <laughs> and then they plug it into a dude's jugular, and they're like, eh, once the lava gets really close, he'll be able to overpower it. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, that was a huge MacGuffin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. A large McMuffin. <laughs> After surviving a baryonyx attack, this is the thing that comes to the tube. Claire and... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Mr. Magoo, Franklin? Franklin, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Dork. <laughs> Claire and Franklin reunite with Owen as the volcano erupts. Claire and Franklin, and by the way, Owen is running full speed at this point with a, with a tranquilizer dart hanging out of his chest. <laughs> Claire and Franklin use an abandoned gyrosphere to flee from... Oh, wait a minute, no, she took the dart out of him. Oh, that's right. But yeah. they left him there to die. <laughs> Like they took the dog. No, they want. To, let's be honest. The poachers wanted Claire and Owen to die, so that's completely believable. <laughs> Owen rescues them from the sinking gyrosphere. I'm sorry, the gyrosphere. <laughs> they're running after what's called pyroclastic flow. I didn't know that's what it's called, and it plummets Isn't off a cliff it? into the ocean. Um, wouldn't it have some damage done <laughs> if it fell from that height? <laughs> yeah, you, you think? You okay. Think. Uh, so Owen swims down, and I, I love action scenes underwater because people can hold their breath for ungodly amounts of right. time. I, I started <laughs> and trying to see clearly. I try. I started trying to hold my breath, and I'm like, and eh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> literally, too. literally, anytime that happens in the movie theater, I like take a quick, <gasps> and I just see how long I can go, and I'm like, and eh, bullshit. <laughs> and I couldn't tell when he shoots it. Was that supposed to be funny that it didn't break? I don't know. 
I didn't think it was supposed to be funny. Okay. Because he shoots and you just see two holes come through. Which is believable. Mythbusters prove yes. that like it will go, but only a short distance. Right. Yeah. And then he comes out and he goes to get a knife to open it that way. Yeah, that whole scene was a problem. I, all the while, this thing is sinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> that cliff is like on the Marianas Trench. <laughs> There's no like, shallow it, water there. Like, like, it came back up to the surface, but then it started to sink. <laughs> I don't know, man. Physics be damned. Honestly, don't know. The sh- okay, so they rescue him. They sneak aboard the mercenary ship. They don't sneak aboard. They... F- Drove a sh- truck right <laughs> up. Truck right and up. everybody was like, oh, explosions, pretty. I'm not going to worry about the redheaded hot chick right beside me. Because we have redheaded hot chicks on all of our mercenary teams. I, I <laughs> wish. Uh, <laughs> the ship filled with captured dinosaurs departs from the mainland while Island Nublar is destroyed by the volcano, volcanic eruption and the lone Brachiosaurus. I fades it. into the cloud of ash. I did like the nostalgia heartstring because then he did the jump, which was the same jump that he does when he le- reaches for the leaf in Jurassic Park, the original one. So I liked all of that. He's it was the a- first dinosaur you see on the island. He'll be the last one you see on the exactly. island. Exactly. I liked that. that it, nice? it tugged at my heartstrings. Th- did its job then? It did. Yeah. Good news is, is Bryce Dallas Howard is one of the celebrities that my wife has, <laughs> has given me permission to have a crush on. Joel and I talked about this yesterday, too. Like, our celebrity crushes. My my two are Bryce Dallas Howard and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, okay. I'm going to say she's on my list. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard is. But also, who is the woman in Molly's game? Jessica Chastain. That's, that's my other one. No, that's, see, my, that, that's, that's my buddy. Because they're interchangeable. Oh, no, 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 I thought it was... Oh, oh, I'm Bryce Dallas Howard. They're completely okay. interchangeable. They look identical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I, Jessica Chastain is like too pretty, like too like Hollywood. Whereas like Bryce Dallas Howard, and I told him, I'm like, she looks like somebody I'd work with. She lo- she was Gwen Stacy in Spider Man Three. She was all glammed up there. No, but I'm saying like when you look at her body, she looks like a real woman. She doesn't look like a Hollywood like poster Wait. woman. Does that make sense? It does. Like she just looks real. She, okay. Yeah, she's hot. So now we fast forward to Benjamin's estate, and Maisie, Lockwood's apparent granddaughter, learns that Mills is secretly working with auctioneer Gunner Eversall, who, by the way, this guy never plays a good character. Toby Jones, he's never played uh, a good character, I don't think. Wait, the guy? Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, in, um, oh, wait, Toby <laughs> Jones. Never mind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I have never Toby? No, I thought you were talking about Toby the, McGuire? the guy in the suit. Oh, okay. The main uh, guy. The main bad guy. Right. Uh, so he's secretly working with the auctioneer to sell the captured dinosaurs as well as the Indoraptor, a new hybrid dinosaur created by Dr. Henry Wu using the Indominus Rex and Velociraptor DNA, which is weird because the Indominus Rex was Velociraptor DNA. Yeah. Hmm. Why'd you need another one? Interesting. Smaller. Fractions. It was, it was tiny. <laughs> you taught Indominus Rex was fractions. big. Indominus Raptor, tiny. But they made a big deal about that. You know, Henry Wu needs a reason to keep collecting a paycheck. Wu plans <laughs> to use DNA from Blue and the retrieved Indominus Rex bone to create improved versions of the Indoraptor. As Maisie is hiding, she runs into the caged Indoraptor, who sends her into the arms of Mills. Mills locks her in her bedroom, but Maisie escapes out the window to tell Lockwood about Mills' plans. I'm calling bull on this entire scene. <laughs> Aww. I'm sorry. Quite unbelievable. First of all, dude, she's a little girl growing up in that entire house. I bet she knows how to climb and get everywhere. Except apparently that that cage was there. 
She's sure. never she's never been in the basement of this place before. Well, no, it was like three floors below the basement. <laughs> and if she didn't know about the elevator, which the elevator but was, she, she's known about the whole place. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I remember exploring my grandparents' house because it was big, and I was like, "Oh, nooks and crannies." Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's places I didn't always find. Right, but you also didn't live there. You visited there. I know. Valid. I thought I thought, <laughs> I thought I thought you were you were calling like BS on her able to like escape out the window. Are you just saying BS that she didn't know it existed? That she didn't know that entire me- thing on lab. Underneath. Yeah, uh, the X okay. mansion. She oh. extended downstairs. Oh. Spoiler alert! That's like saying Cerebro's down there and you didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Can we right. just go a spoiler alert? She was made down there. <laughs> Well, and if you didn't see the movie already, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did say this is a spoiler-rich podcast. So if you have not seen this movie, stop here. I mean, you know, you, there could be a hospital. She was birthed down there. You never know. Um, she or, was birthed down there, just yeah. with a syringe. And I, I got to get back to Henry Wu here. Henry Wu, now for two movies, has been the most evil person in the entire group. And Hands no one down. seems to give a Yeah. Guy's a sick, twisted as F. And he wasn't like that in Jurassic Park. In Jurassic Park, he was just a, the lead scientist. And in the book, he's also just like, I just wanted to do this. And then he died. Yeah. In the book. Um, Lockwood, informed by Maisie, confronts Mills about the auction, but is murdered by him? What a, What the hell is oh, going on with these characters? Oh, I totally taught that, saw that coming from a mile away. You I'm like, that coming? <laughs> I, I saw this coming from a mile away. I'm like, this old guy is going to like think he's in charge, and he's going to tell this Mills, like... Call the police, and I want you to tell them what you did was wrong. And I'm like, you're an idiot. You can't get up and move. He's going to kill you. That whole that scene bugged me. I'm like, come on. But then in my head, I'm like, yeah, if you're old and senile, you are that dumb. Like Here's You a- probably do believe that, like, mm, you listen to me, you youngin. You, you do yeah. what I tell. Oh, you just killed me with a pillow. Oh, well, I guess you didn't have to listen to me because I can't move on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need that phone. I'm going to call a, uh, just a friend. <laughs> I think what bothered me, though, was that uh, I didn't really know. I didn't understand Lockwood's relationship with the old man. Because when Joe came, I was like, isn't that his son or something? I'm like, that was an awfully big leap to go straight from, well, I don't agree with you. I'm going to take you out in your yeah, sleep. But, but he's not. No, he's not. He was just the man hired to like take care of his money. Yeah. And I think he's a hedge fund. But live person. it is. I don't know. He's, like, he's, got a, he's got some anger issues that I'm surprised haven't come up before. Right. You know, th- this shouldn't be a surprise at this point. If, if, if you, if you, you, can't, you can't hide real parts of your personality very w- well from people that you live with 24-7. Yeah. I, I think all you needed here was really him locking her in the room. You realized, okay, he's a bad guy. Yeah, what door's you locked from the outside? You don't need to murder the old man, too. <laughs> yeah, but also, what door's locked from the outside? The entire, the entire <laughs> mansion. It has a DNA reproducing lab. <laughs> It has everything you need. It is the most high-tech mansion in that whatever forest was there. But the door's still locked from the outside with an old-time skeleton key. And you have... Ye, ye old time. Yeah. And you have a um, manual dumbwaiter. Really? You have regular elevators, but your, your dumbwaiter is still with an old rope you got from Home Depot? Really? Uh, Home Depot wouldn't have had rope that nice. So you get like it's from Ace Hardware. He exactly. Like <laughs> it was like this house is everything you want except for this bedroom, this dumb waiter. <laughs> That's true. Where was everything it? was. 
Where was the Xbox One X? Come on, man. Yeah. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. That's what this whole movie was telling me in the second half. It was just, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. Yeah. Which, again, makes <clears throat> you think it's for kids. And then death and destruction and blood. So Owen and Claire are discovered, and they're locked in a cell at the estate. Well, Zia and Franklin evade capture because you know what? They're the young group. They're smarter than everybody else. They know how to evade everything. So that's a little bit believable because those two, like Mills, wouldn't know who they were nor care about them. My issue, and this is where I feel like my father, mm. like because my father would, I would watch movies with him and be like, "Yeah, that's not realistic," or like, "If you really hate him that much, you put a bullet in his head right away." And in my head, I'm thinking, "I'm like, okay, this guy just locked up Maisie. He has no problem committing murder. So if he's really upset at seeing Claire, and he even uses the words, well, you were supposed to die on the island. Why he? There was no re- that." He James Bond's been Ex- doing something. Exactly. Like that moment, <laughs> I'm like, okay, now we've crossed over into, into BS land because yeah. if you were really there, there was no reason to hold them in the cell. All you needed to do was like take one of your mercenaries, tap, tap, and move on. Yes. But you can't do that because it ends the franchise. And that's where this is getting dated and getting bored is you finally realize, okay, they are only doing things so they can have movie three. Well, the funny thing is. is And that's sad. When they're locked up, Claire has a speech where she says, do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur and how awesome it was? And now we're here. And I'm like, the audience is thinking the exact same thing right now, which is, I remember how great Jurassic Park was. What the hell has happened to this franchise? Yeah, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, as the auction begins, Owen and Claire escape and find Maisie, who shows them the auction as the Indoraptor is sold, despite Wu's warning that it is too dangerous. Oh, now he cares. Owen liberates a Stigmalach, or a hard-headed dinosaur. It's a Pachyosaurus. Well... I, I did enjoy that part of the movie. Yeah, the pachyderm, right? <laughs> Bam! That was from uh, Lost World, Bam. right? Yeah, but I love the fact that it kept running into shit, knocking itself a little bit dizzy. <laughs> or, but wasn't that Lost World? It was wasn't Lost World, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. How hmm. about that? Huh. There's a, there's a lot, of, lot of parallels to this one. <laughs> um, hmm. Ken attempts to retrieve one of the Indoraptor's teeth as a trophy. What the hell's... This guy's a serial killer on real life. But isn't he like, that's another thing that's like for the kids. He's like, oh, this will make a good centerpiece on my necklace. The (laughs) fact that the Indoraptor smiled, I was like, I'm out. (laughs) It literally opens its eye a little bit and you see its lips curl up as it's pretending to sleep. Smart, man. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm like, when did the Indoraptor smile? Yeah. Yeah. It's its tail would wag and then he'd look back and the tail would sit. Oh, I saw that. Mm. And he just gave a little grin. Uh, so yeah, so the Indoraptor gets up and kills Evers, uh, kills him and Eversol. Eli reveals to Owen and Claire that Maisie is actually a clone of Lock. Oh, I forgot to mention something. Apparently, the Indoraptor can read infrared lighting. Oh yeah, the, then uh, it the didn't scope. matter if they turned the lights out when they were doing the whole run around. Uh- <laughs> oh cripes. <laughs> True that. Uh, Eli reveals to Owen and Claire that Maisie is actually a clone of Lockwood's deceased <laughs> daughter. Boo! Boo! What the hell is this movie doing? <laughs> yeah. it, like, I don't know. It's And she's the reason John Hammond, who was against human cloning, ended his partnership with Lockwood. 
So I it's get all full so, circle. So that actually makes sense. If they needed to bring in this new character because they needed a Hammond esque type figure, I get it. I one hundred percent get it, and I understand why why Joe is yelling the way that he is. And I'm <laughs> I I'm also. I'm also sort of cocking my eyes, but here's the question I want to ask. I'm like, I don't hate the fact that they made her a human clone. I really don't. What I'm curious about is now that the world, and granted the world doesn't know this yet, but we as the audience now know this. And so is this movie now even Jurassic world anymore? Because now that they have human cloning, Mm -hmm. do you really care that you can clone dinosaurs anymore? I have something to say about that later on in my or or is or is Jurassic World three going to be more about like, man? Now we can have like twelve Owen Grady's and human well, dino cloning together. We, we would need like the movie's going to be called Jurassic World Code Blue. <laughs> Mark it. <laughs> Put it on your calendars, guys. Although, Blue will save everyone again. <laughs> although I'd be okay if there were like twelve Bryce Dallas Howards because that'd be all right. But no, yeah, that, the one that we have now is married. Because <laughs> if if the movie is only about the dinosaurs, my one fear about making there be a human clone is is a human clone a bigger story than the dinosaur clones and just in the world that just makes me question i'm like huh are the dinosaurs really the story now or is it now human cloning and then if that's the question then was this whole franchise actually about dinosaurs at all or was it just about genetics and cloning and i don't know that gets that gets heavy i thought it'd been really cool if it had been lex's daughter from the first movie, I thought that's it, what I thought it was. I thought be. it was going to be Lex's. Whenever they were doing the pictures, I'm like, "This is this is Lex's kid." Yeah, when they never like, mentioned this is somehow they, Lex. They never Tim. mentioned the kids' as parents. No, because when you said just wait, I was like, "This might be a positive surprise to look forward to." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they did human clone, and again, the human cloning, I don't hate it. Because, I just hate it in this because, movie because it explains if you had to have the Lockwood character, it is a good explanation. It really is a good explanation for why those two split. It really does make sense because people I've also seen in a couple of reviews, well, why did you never hear about Lockwood in movies one through four? Well, if you have this big split, Hammond isn't going to want people to know that human cloning is a real thing. He's not because it's going to take attention away from dinosaur cloning. And Lockwood doesn't want people to know about human cloning (laughs) because human cloning. He wants to kind of like only do that for him. And so like that's believable. I'm not upset with that. My question is, is the human cloning storyline now bigger than the dinosaur storyline, which it's Jurassic World Park, whatever. Dinosaurs are supposed to be the center of the story. Uh, well, I think also we've got a timeline problem now because the kid's no older than 11. Can we say that? Yes. Jurassic Park so was that, 20 years ago, according to their timeline. Yeah, 25. So exactly. did they, So did they break up, Hammond and Lockwood break up before Jurassic Park? Because if so, over human cloning... Well, he may have not had it perfected, so they may have split. Because you're right, Maisie should be older if they actually split at 93 th- and had both. But this movie out. also no, takes think, place today, which no, means I, is the I, capability even there 20 years ago no, for I, this discussion? I think I looked it up when at the beginning of the show. I think Jurassic Park was supposed to have taken place in like 97, even though it was made in 93. I think it was supposed to take place in 97, which is exactly 21 old. years. Yeah. Oh shit! I was gonna say 11 years. I'm old. Dang. I was, you know, it's funny. I was listening listening to our Jaws podcast and we kept saying it was 32 years old when it was really 42 years old. Two math guys and we couldn't figure that out. (laughs) That's because in my mind, I'm still like 19 years old. I tell all (laughs) of my students I'm horrible at math. Anyway, as the Indoraptor hunts the group throughout the mansion, they are saved by Blue. 
The family dog. To- totally okay with it because she saved it in the first. I'm totally okay with it. I like it. I look forward to her and the T-Rex. If the T-Rex hadn't somehow saved the end, I'd have been pissed. That's a trope I want to follow. I want the T-Rex and Blue to save everybody from now until the end of time. I miss the days when the Velociraptors were the bad guys. But they weren't the bad guys. Uh, I guess they were in the very first movie. Because it's of course the T-Rex that saves. Yeah, They were the bad guys in the second movie. They were the bad guys in the third movie. When were the dinosaurs the good guys? Jurassic World. That's when they were the good guys. Because yeah. it's 20 years later, and we have to care about this now. We are the problem. Yeah, it's all our fault. Well, it is our fault because we made the dinosaurs. But here's my <laughs> is that their whole thing is about how we don't want them too. to go off the island. These animals have already been off the island. Did we not see the ter- pterodactyls flying all over the place? You're telling me they couldn't get to the fucking mainland? This, is, this should not be something that's a big reveal in this movie. God, I'm fired up. <laughs> Good thing you turned the fan on. <laughs> And then I see Blue, and they have to keep showing you video of Blue as a baby. And, oh, look how I liked look, those. Look, I know it was cute, JC. I, I it liked was cute. because it distracted you from the fact that there was a bad movie going on in the background. <laughs> I think we all wanted then it Blue. Did its job. It yeah. did its job. We all oh, wanted a little Jurassic Blue sitting next to us. <laughs> it did its job. <laughs> I'm a nostalgia junkie. I'm okay. Just shoot it in my veins. <laughs> I'll take it over and over and over. <laughs> but even blue in the fur in Jurassic right up the tailpipe. It- <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You don't know the power of the dark side. <laughs> I wish, I wish our listeners could see your faces because that was awesome. <laughs> I felt a great disturbance in the fourth. <laughs> that was amazing. So as the Indoraptors hunt in the group, they're saved by Blue, who is freed by Zia, after Wu tried to take some of her DNA. That there sounded like the bog down in the valley <laughs> Go, do it. Who stole the cat, who stole the cow, <laughs> and I don't know why she swallowed the fly. Perhaps she'll die. <laughs> Literally, the way you said that, I'm like, that's a song. Two weeks in a row, we've heard JC's sea shanties. <laughs> Falling from a glass roof, the Indoraptor is impaled to death on a Triceratops skull on display. Okay, they skipped over a whole lot of this action sequence, but at one point they're on top of a giant glass ceiling. You got Owen and Maisie on one side. Well, no, that's the end. That's the very end fight. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And then you got Claire with the gun. And Claire points the laser at Owen. Owen's in front of Maisie. If the Indoraptor did get through... She would have killed both of them. Yeah. Yeah, but I knew what she was doing. Like, I I honestly feel like, and this is, again, why I like their two characters. I think they had an idea. She saw, she put it right on Owen. Owen figured out, I'm like, okay, she's going to have him come towards me. I need to now put myself into a situation where the raptor will miss me, but the raptor will die. I thought that was excellent, like nonverbal, which showed that they have a very close relationship and should maybe even still be together. I loved that whole scene. I thought that was great to see, like, those two can work without speaking, and they both knew what each other was doing. The best parts of the movie. Yeah. Those two. I healthily disagree. <laughs> no, I thought th- I thought that was fantastic. I couldn't I couldn't put a kid in danger like that. Are you I don't I'm think not saying they that. See, I'm saying those two characters are the best part of the movie. The casting of Bryce Dallas Howard and no, <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. Chris I Brad. don't think. I don't think she was putting him in. I think that sh- that as soon as he saw the red dot, he knew what she was going to do. And yes, Macy was behind in that instance, but. Uh, 
what the hell's the guy's name? Own Grady knew that she was back there, so he purposely moved. As soon as she hits the button, he moves and jumps onto the actual glass so that if the dinosaur is going to follow, it has to fall through the glass. It was never going to get to Maisie. I thought it was great nonverbal communication how those two worked. Even if it did, we could just make another one. And it, yeah. it, first of all, can we all agree that the Indoraptor really had a hard on for this Maisie character? Like he seemed it, it, like, like totally like trying to get after her. Yeah, I don't know why that. Like sniffing around, I was like, what? What is? Why? Finger foods. Fing- <laughs> Easier to eat. That's true. With how many other people there were, what? Yeah. Well, because they if, need to tell a story. And the other thing is, if you're this Indoraptor and that's who you're getting, it, don't you leap over Owen to get the damn girl? Well, we I would, but other dinosaurs, <laughs> I don't know. We've yeah. officially hit an hour. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. Talk uh, about millennials. <laughs> Generation Z. Um, okay, so he falls to the glass roof. The Indoraptor is attacked by Blue, and Blue saves the day. Yeah, and I love that. Okay. The unsold dinosaurs are freed from their cages by Maisie. Because of a hydrogen cyanide leak, despite Owen's warning. I no, I loved this scene. They're because alive. I love like it. No, here, I am too. Hold on, I'm going to defend this scene, and here's why. Because I love the whole arc with Claire was she wanted to save the dinosaurs. She now has the chance to do what she's been preaching from the get go. And Owen, echoing Ian Malcolm, says, "We need to let them die." We need to let them die. And he finally convinces her, and so she does not push the button. I love that. But the whole time they're having this like fight and all this, in the back of my mind, when I'm watching the movie, because I didn't know what was going to happen yet, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, what about the girl? If they kill the dinosaurs, like, how can they like mentally kill the dinosaurs and be okay with doing that, but then like they're letting the girl live when they created a clone girl? Like I just sort of like had that question in my back in the back of my head. So when she slams it shut and does it, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. But then when I saw the light go green, and I'm like, who pushed the button? And I saw it was Maisie that pushed the button. I'm like, ah, that works. And then she said exactly what I wanted her to say. She's like, how can I kill them when I was created just like them? I'm like, well done. Like the, I agreed 100% with that. I'm like, I buy into that. So was that her, I agree with? So was her character created purely? For the third movie, uh, I don't know about because, that. Because like, does she? But like, other than something to chase, did she serve a mega purpose? They created her grandfather just for this movie. Like, no, no part. Her of purpose was to push the to push button. the button. That like, was it. A, a, she was. They a, needed a reason to let them all go free. Yeah. And the only one they could do this to is this girl because she today's was, audience cannot differentiate between animals that have been extinct. That we brought back, and humans who are alive and well. We, for some reason, the public cannot differentiate between the two. Yeah, no, that, I, that's essentially it. You can't assume. I, I can, as, as far as if I would. First of all, eleven-year-old Maisie, I'm sorry, you took a pretty short enough time there getting over the fact that you were cloned. Yeah. It was a pretty quick turnaround for her. Grieving process. Well, let's be yet. honest. When you're running around and your heart rate's going 1,000, I don't think you're going to like existentially think about, holy cow, I've actually been a clone this whole time. But My she does ba- at the end. When she presses the button, she says the exact same thing. Well, she may have been thinking about it the whole time. But again, like if, if we want to frame this, because we're bitching because of reality, so then let's also give them a pass for reality because like people aren't going to think clearly when they're scared and running around all the time. But they may have moments of clarity. They hadn't been running anymore. And so she may have been like, okay, I found out I was a clone six hours ago or an hour and a half ago, and now I'm thinking this. All right? 
that one, I can give her a pass on that one. Let's see here. Mills attempts to escape <laughs> with the Indominus Rex bone, but is eaten by the Tyrannosaurus and a Carnotaurus. Car- Carno, yeah. Carno, okay. Yeah. Owen and Claire leave with Maisie while Blue and the rest of the dinosaurs escape out into the world. Because, you know. It's that- a Jurassic World. Big, big. <laughs> Stupid people doing stupid things. You need somebody smart. And thank God, in the last, we get something. In a new U.S. Senate hearing, Dr. Ian Malcolm's back. Hey, guys, still the smartest person in the room. Says that humans must now learn to coexist with dinosaurs. And then you have a post-credit scene. Worst post-credit scene ever. Like, (laughs) when you said there's a post-credit scene, I'm like, okay, sweet. It was just like, I didn't need to stay for that. The Pteranodons went on vacation to Vegas. Like, (laughs) when you had Blue overlooking a suburb, I got it. That was good. I got it because Blue was overlooking a suburb. You didn't need, like, that scene at the end, I'm like, totally not worth going through the credits. Even though we did see Sam Carwell and we could wave to him and then Josh somebody because, like, he pointed and said, see, look, Ma, I was in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were. Are pe- those names I got to knock out? No, no. Okay. We were talking about. No, they were names in the credits. Like oh. the <laughs> special thanks to the burrito caterer. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the movie's over. Were you entertained, Joel? I guess a little. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I, I walked out because I was like, I would rather go to the bathroom for a third time than... <laughs> And Which, like, isn't he the bathroom break guy? <laughs> no, y'all don't believe me when I say I go to the bathroom a lot during movies now. <laughs> You're like, no, I've got years on you. Like, You've aged no, like 30 years. I, <laughs> I pee a lot. Because to get through movies, I drink coffee before, and then I get a drink <laughs> in the movie theater. I'm, I make poor decisions. But no, like, after, I think, I can't even remember when it was. It was maybe like after they got back on the boat. It was like after she drove the car up onto the boat. I was like, this seems like a good time to go to the bathroom. I was like, and even if I miss something big, I don't care. <laughs> so I went to the bathroom, used the bathroom, walked out. And I was like, hmm, I guess I'll go get a drink of water. Went to go get a drink of water, you know, texted a friend back. I was like, I'm going to get another drink of water. Got a drink of water. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the bathroom one more time before we leave. <laughs> went to the bathroom for a second time. I did that. wonder Jason's where he's been. I, I was <laughs> like, he's been gone for a very long time. Yeah. And then like, so I was standing outside. I was like, man. Do you think I could just go sit in the front? I was like, that'd be rude to JC. I'll go back up and sit next to him. You to were the later. wow. You didn't want to sit by me. That hurts. Nope. You were the draw, JC. Nope. It's not you. I'll get to that in my bottom three. <laughs> well, I was entertained by how indifferent this audience was to this movie. I didn't have the reactions of oh my gosh, oh my gosh in mind. Mm. I had a lot of cell phones out. People were bored. They were bored in this movie, yep. and I think it's because you've seen everything in this movie before. Yeah. And what they added to it made you scratch your head going, why? I was entertained. Okay. But I was entertained in that they tried to tell a different story. And here's what I mean. They tried to, tried to tell a story that wasn't on the island. They tried to they tried to make it... like I like the whole idea of the auction. I like the idea of buying the dinosaurs and using them as weapons and all. Like I liked that storyline because it's not what we've heard for four movies before. All right. Why are you giving me the side Wasn't eye? that Lost World? Oh, I don't remember Lost World. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Lost World, they, they were poaching them to uh, not just build the zoo in San Diego, but to weaponize the raptors. Oh, I completely forgot about that. Well, then, I mean, so at least at the time, I thought it was a new storyline. So if it was the exact same, well, then again, it's the Lost World of the first one. It's the Lost World of the Jurassic World. 
Um, but I was entertained at the end. Like when I go back, oh, I can be very, very nitpicky. But the honest answer is, I left the movie with a smile on my face. Like what? I had, I had fun. That's the thing. Like is, I enjoyed this movie way more than like Independence Day Resurgence, <laughs> which, <laughs> which, which I bring that I bring that up because the whole point of this movie is summer blockbuster fun. You are not supposed to believe the physics of everything. You're not supposed to read into like the existential mind-numbingness it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be a thriller fun movie and i had a blast i enjoyed watching it i wasn't bored um the problem is is when i thought too much about it i got bored when i stopped thinking and just enjoyed the movie i had a blast so yeah i was entertained it, cool. it did its job which was a summer blockbuster well, all right, on to our next segment titled Top 3, Bottom 3. This is where we talk about the three things we want to highlight in this movie, and then we go over the three things that are bad, unforgivable, or downright travesties. Let's start with the top three. Joel, what are yours? Uh, my number three, that we saw people eaten. Um, <laughs> I, there was blood, and I thought that was cool. I love that we saw a guy get his arm bitten off and a head bitten off, and <laughs> I like that they kind of went back to the very first one where you see the dudes like just straight get eaten off toilets, and that was fun. Reminded me of Rampage, the video game. That was cool. Um... Number two, I will hand this to the movie. They did a great job with some suspenseful scenes. Um, however, like the suspenseful moments didn't always have like a good connection to what was actually going on in the movie. They were just like, ooh, here's a scene we're actually going to trap this person in a cage. And it was a lot of getting trapped in cages or small rooms with dinosaurs, <laughs> um, now that I think about it. But like, they went back to the roots of like dinosaurs are hungry for man. Man gets stuck in a bad circumstance or just a small room. And you're like, ooh, how are they going to get out of it? And my number one, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard. They're both stunning, and they are both worth my time in the theater. <laughs> I think that Pratt saved a movie that otherwise had some hot garbage dialogue because there was a lot of, I mean, the first half, the second half was a lot better. First half of the movie was just bad, and the dialogue in the first half of the movie was atrocious. And every time Chris Pratt spoke, I was like, at least he's doing his own thing. And I think the fact that you had Chris Pratt, who's been in his own movies, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's been in her own, the fact that they were tenured enough to where they gave him some freedom. I think that if it weren't for those two that probably look past the direction of the director, then this whole movie would have been like very hard to watch as far as dialogue goes. Um, so I think that those two in the way that they personify their own characters really save this movie. And that's what's my number one. What um, about you? My number three, uh, the T-Rex stopping on, stopping on the Indominus Rex bone at the end, as if to say, listen, we screwed up last time. We're not going to do this again. Yeah, um, I like that. That was smart. Uh, my number two, the volcano looked amazing. I thought that the special effects on that were really, really good. That was cool. Uh, I couldn't get behind the fact that Chris Pratt could outrun dinosaurs, but... He's really fast. That Trank must have some adrenaline in it also. <laughs> there you yeah. go. And my number one, the opening of the movie, I said it earlier, I thought, at least, it was the second strongest, if not the strongest of the entire series. I think that what they did in the first movie, they improved upon in this one. The only problem is that it doesn't connect with the rest of this movie whatsoever. So... Yeah, that's my number one. JC, what are your top three? Number three, the T-Rex still being and Blue still being the heroes of the film. I like that. I like that, the, <laughs> that they end up saving the humans over and over again. I like that. I also genuinely like the idea of a real Jurassic World, that they are finally loose and in the world. And like, I, like, I want to see Jurassic World 3 and like, how do humans now interact with uh, dinosaurs in the world? But I did say to him, I'm like, this is going to be Planet of the Apes. I did say I, to him, it, it, it's, it's exactly going to be Planet of the Apes with dinosaurs. But then in my head, I'm like, I want to see Planet of the Apes with dinosaurs. Like, I do. I want to see how that works. Except there's only, what, 10 dinosaurs. Because couldn't they get only one of each species off the island? There were only 11 species. Yeah. yeah. 
So if there's only 10 because the indoor Rex is gone. I don't know. Um, then there's only 10 out there. But wait, the Indominus Rex? Along with the tyr- Tyranodons, which are all over the place. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Well, But again, I want to I wanna know what happens. And then number one, Owen and Claire's storyline. I love. I agree with Joel. I think those two characters were fantastic. I know Joel is saying more Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, but I actually liked the characters. I liked Owen. I liked Claire. I liked their growth. I liked where they took them. That was my, literally, I could watch those two on screen, not just the actual actors, but I liked their story and like where they went. And I just thought that was fantastic. All right. Well, cool. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on to the bottom three. Time to vent. Joel, what are, are your bottom three in this movie? And I know three is just not enough, but go Same. for three. Honestly, don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> uh, again, we talked about it earlier. The opening stole from the first movie, and I thought that the characters that they had in the first scene were awful. I think <laughs> it made me feel like I was watching a Disney movie where he's like, oh, what were you saying? I'm in danger. C- come. I can't hear. I know that. I'm in a dinosaur zone, and you're all giving me the international sign for hurry up, come on. But what? What? I'm going to get eaten just like the guy got eaten off the toilet. Like the exact same. That was, it was some (laughs) Number two, the dialogue from literally every character except for Pratt and Howard was bad. I I rolled my way through the entire first half of the movie, and I had to walk out and take a break. It was bad. Like There were were moments where I just like put my hands up. I was like, huh, what? That was okay. Sure, ZN Franklin. And speaking of the two, my number one at the bottom was ZN Franklin. I hated everything about their characters. I hated how they portrayed the young adult professional. That young adults just they hate work and they hate doing anything. And that anybody that tries to give them direction is wrong. And that how dare you try to talk to me? I hate their hipster glasses. The fact that they were essentially interns. They got chosen to go on this probably extremely expensive rescue project. Because every business is like, you know what? Let's, let's send the send the kid with the glasses. It, yeah, her her too. Let's bring them because it, our dollars don't mean anything. It, I just thought they were awful. Um, I shook my head more than I did when you and I watched Shape of Water. Like there were moments where I just turned to you and like palms up. I was like, what happened? And in this movie, I was like, oh my gosh, I I have to I have to leave. An honorable mention for mine, the lady I was sitting next to. He did not like this lady (laughs) at all. Listen, we all, we all have experienced movies in our own ways. She had a blanket with her as if she was just at home. And I know people do that. You shouldn't. (laughs) Don't forget you're in public. Um, She has a blanket. And like every time in like this entire movie, what I do love about this movie is it goes back to sometimes like the jump scares and the suspense. Every time there's any like ounce of suspense, you went, oh, oh God. Oh my gosh. Oh, what are they doing? Why? Like she was interacting with the people on screen. She's like, why would they? That's stupid. I can't believe that. What a waste. That's awful. And I'm like, really? It's Jurassic Park. They're dinosaurs. What do you expect? Like even like I I made her laugh once because there was a ad for smoking with like the big bad wolf before the movie. And she's like, this is just strange. This is creepy. This, I don't understand. This is, this is strange. And at the end, like it was a smoking ad. I turned to JC. I was like, that was pretty elaborate. She went, ha, ha, ha. yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but like the entire movie, she just like, and she would turn and she would whisper to her daughter and they weren't like, they weren't loud whispers, but they were, no, they weren't loud whisper. enough. They weren't whispers. Yeah. Like she was just talking to her daughter, and there wasn't enough Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but it's safe to say, I love this movie. I love my <laughs> whole experience. Um, honor- oh, so, fine. I'll give an honorable mention for number one. 
Uh, my number one of the movie for good honorable mention is that they inspired a Dairy Queen treat and JC Bommy one. So and it was fantastic. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks to the Jurassic Chomp or whatever it's called. I don't know. It mind. is. The Jurassic <laughs> Chomp is exactly what it's That's called. That's a free ad for you, Dairy Queen. You made my evening. Uh, my Joe? number three, uh, Dr. Wu. Dr. Wu. Dr. Wu? Dr. Wu. Kangaroo. Dr. Wu started off in JP as another scientist, and when the World Series started, not the World Series, but the Jurassic World Series, Got it. started, he became the most evil person, and yet he gets zero attention in these movies whatsoever. He should be the big bad if there's a third movie. Maybe yeah. he will be. Uh, number two, Eli Mills, way over the top. Way too over the top. Guy goes from like business business board director guy to <laughs> maniacal murderer real fast. And my number one, I'm sorry, the little girl's a clone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, sure. Uh, you've lost me now. Because my, my first thought after seeing this movie was if they do a movie where they try to combine human and dinosaur DNA, this series is dead in the water. I agree with you. I don't think they do that, but now that you've said it out loud, I'm like, they may do that. <laughs> JC, what are your three? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I am sad that there is no chance for a return to Isla Nublar. They should switch to Isla Fisher. Nice. Oh, Isla. <laughs> Isla, you beautiful girl. You're not quite Bryce Dallas Howard, but you're a close third. Maybe after Jennifer Love Hewitt. But um, yeah, she's number one now. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I I like I like the nostalgia. I liked that we went back and we saw the old jeeps and we saw the ruins of the old park and the fact that the the volcano ruined all of that. That just makes me sad. Like I would have liked at some point to like go back. I don't know. And I just said like like twelve times. Well, it's kind of like what Jurassic or, or what Last Jedi did, which was we can never go back to those stories. We can only move forward now. Yeah, and that's sad to me. So there you go. I'm a history people. I keep going back. Uh, number two, the dialogue was awful. <laughs> like, just bad. Like, so much bad dialogue. And number one, the millennial stereotype. I have no problem with millennial characters. I want people to understand this. I am okay with millennial characters. Just make them realistic. Don't make them caricatures. I'll say this, These I've... were stereotype characters, and they were awful. And every time they were on scene, I wanted to smack my head really hard against a blunt object. I will say this. After some further research from our friends at Wikipedia, uh, this is actually, this would be considered Generation Z for those born in the mid-90s to 2000s. So, All right, so they are as Generation I, Z stereotypes. As here. I am a millennial, I am proud to say that they were not trying to portray me. So, Generation Z stereotype. Generation Z. There you go. They they're still waiting on a name because they don't want to they don't want to identify themselves. As <laughs> they're generation unidentifiable. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you put an identity on my generation? No don't label me. Gosh. Wait, we we need to categorize without labels. Exactly. <laughs> don't you assume we literally teach. We literally teach in school about the American identity, but we can't have labels. It's a trap. Yeah. Uh, let's let's rate this. Piece okay. Of <laughs> use an A to F scale here <laughs> on the movie planet. A or C is considered average. A is the highest. F is the lowest. If the movie is so bad, it receives Fs from all the hosts. It goes to a new category movie, the movie Planet Global Killer, a category movie where you can watch it ironically and have an amazing time at how bad it is. There's no such thing as there a movie that's is so bad indeed it's good. no yeah, <laughs> no it's called Grandma's Boy. So the <laughs> <laughs> Never that is seen a great it. movie. So the question is, what do you give Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom in the science fiction feature film genre, Joel? I'm going to go home and watch Jurassic Park three 
so I can give my grade because the fact that Jurassic Park 3 is a D makes me very sad. Um, as for Jurassic World Fallen... You may be behind enemy lines yourself on this one. I don't, but here's the thing. like I don't care. Like The fact that like there was at least a consistent storyline with Jurassic Park 3 with the... Da, 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 with the cell phone and the... T-Rex or whatever it was, it's like, at least there was something like to be afraid of. The Spinosaurus. In this, like, I didn't know what to be afraid of. Um, this movie does a lot for science fiction as far as cloning <laughs> and selling to arms dealers. But the dialogue was a wet sandwich. Characters <laughs> outside of the main two were easily recastable, easily forgettable. I actually like the bad guy in Eli Mills, but I think, I wonder how much of it is just me looking back to his roles in like Life of Pi in the big short and associating him with better movies. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I we've talked about it, like I texted Joe during the break and I told him, I said, if JC wasn't with me, I would have left. <laughs> and like, just because like it was a Saturday and you want to see a good movie. And I was like, I'm in the theater next to the Incredibles and I haven't even seen the first one. And I think I would rather just go see that. Um, Incredibles 2 was really good. Like, it's like, I would have <laughs> rather gone to see like another movie or like gone to the golf course. Like I, I don't think that the movie was horrendous. But I kept finding myself over and over in the movie saying, like, you're better than this Jurassic Park. Like, you're better than this. But I, are they? Yeah, like, no. I mean, the first movie showed us, like, yes, you're better than this. Like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, Jurassic World was a good movie. Like, yeah, I like yeah, Jurassic World. Like, this, I don't know. I, I, hate, I hated the appeal to Generation Z or whatever the interns were supposed to be. I didn't like that the girl was a clone, but I guess it works for the ending to have to happen. <laughs> I hated that I put too much dip in and had to take it out early in the movie. Um, I felt like the movie was battling between a good action adventure and a movie trying too hard to appeal to kids but trying to sh shove too much sci-fi into it. You don't have to do all of them. For a generic movie, I honestly don't know what I would give this. But for a sci-fi movie, I'm going to have D. 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 Yeah. D. Uh, give it the D. Now... I said earlier what our grades were. You're going to go home and check your JP3. I'm and have to go watch Jurassic Help Park us out with this one. Got it on DVD. Uh, there is a lot to unpack here. First and foremost, the characters in this movie are so, 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 so bland. Uh, I don't know what happened between Jurassic World and this one, but they clearly lost the charisma spirit. Uh, special effects-wise, we knew that we were getting dinosaurs. They always look decent, except at times in Jurassic Park 3. So I'm not going to knock this movie for that at all. However, what I am going to do is knock this movie for losing its way big time. You have characters who are way too evil. You have a little girl who's a clone, which is to signify where the series is going to go next. You have some of the most ridiculous choices characters could make in the final third of the movie for the sake of an agenda, and you have a velociraptor who has officially become the family dog. Which is what awful. the hell happened to this <laughs> franchise? Yep. You better May than this. Maybe that's the problem, though. Maybe these movies should have stopped after Lost World. Not everything needs to be franchised. They've squeezed so much juice from this orange, they're adding water to it to squeeze more juice. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I have to give this movie a D. Uh, D minus. No, 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 a D. I like Jurassic Park 3 better, but it's not a better movie. They're both rough to watch. But I'll say this. I never thought of leaving the theater during Jurassic Park 3. So I'm going to go with a D minus. JC? See, I actually agree with everything Joe said, but I just... I'm okay with it. Like I, <laughs> here, here's I love you, JC. I love you. Like I'm okay that they're squeezing too much juice from you. Like I think that's a great metaphor. I love that. But I'm okay with it. I actually, 
I need to re-listen to the podcast. I need to re-watch Jurassic Park 3 because I also, I remember loving Jurassic Park 3 and hating mm-hmm. Lost World. I never wanted to leave for Jurassic Park 3. I didn't want to leave the movie theater yesterday, but I agree with everything that was said, but I also, like, I can't, in my head, rank this movie lower than Jurassic Park 3. Like, I can't. So part of me thinks, like, okay, maybe Jurassic Park 3 should have been, like, a C-, and then this is a D, because I do think this is a D movie. But then I also think about the things that I really liked, and I'm like, okay... I th- I like that it's now a Jurassic World. I like mm-hmm. Claire and Owen. I like that they have this human clone. I-, I think this is interesting, and I like where they're going. So because this also can't be better than Jurassic Park 3, that's why I'm like, kind of, I want to give Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom a C-. minus. I want to give it a C-, minus, but then that means I need to bump up Jurassic Park 3 to a C-. minus. And so I don't I don't know how that works, but I'm just conflicted there. But well, I'm going to re-release all of the Jurassic Park shows that we've done this week. Yeah. So you can hear what you've said on all of them. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go back and listen. But yeah, in my gut, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, C minus. Okay, so two D's and a C minus that puts it squarely at a D plus. Uh, which uh, hey, it's a, a above Jurassic Park three in the pantheon now, I guess. Which. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> but but again, I think I think I need to go back and I need to listen and maybe I was too I I'm wondering if I was too harsh on Jurassic Park 3. We were pretty you and I were pretty we rough were on pretty movies okay. early before Joel came. And maybe yeah, maybe we need a Joel and so like I almost wonder if Jurassic Park 3 should be a C. Like a flat out C. Like I, I can't say that. Because because <laughs> because C is average and I'm thinking back and I'm like, yes, Taylor Leone's character, but then Joel made a point of like you had something to follow because you and I made fun of that the whole way through the podcast. And but I'm like, but maybe it served its point. And so maybe we needed Joel back then. And you're right, we were too harsh. Uh, but here's the thing: we also talked about how those animals evolved over the span of one year to grow feathers. Was it a year? Yeah, and like the chronology and all and that. Year. Yeah, I don't. It, it was just like we were talking about that also. Like evolution takes a millennia. This took like what one to three years, perhaps. That's awfully fast for animals that didn't breed that much. Yeah, but we're see, and if that's what we said, like I'm speaking to past JC, yeah. like you're being too nitpicky because we're talking about animals that were made in a test tube. That's not realistic at all. So why are you like expecting them to follow real like rules with like how they progress, and I don't know. Yeah, part of me thinks Jurassic Park three should have been a C. But I'll have to re-listen to what I Well, did. even so, I'll I would, give it an A. So can I would still, A's. I would still give it a D based on the points that you made, which would still put it at a D plus, C minus. Which, but then RoboCop would get knocked out, and Jurassic Park no, three would still be chance, there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches, please. Bitches, leave. <laughs> Bitches, leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's take our critics' hats off. Do you love this movie? Do you like this movie, or none of the above? JC, I'm oh, sorry, Joel. None of the above. <laughs> I'm a none of the above. Also, JC. I like this movie. <laughs> So if you tend to lean towards the way JC thinks, you'll probably like this movie. <laughs> it's not a horrible movie, but it's you might just like just go have a Jurassic Park marathon at your house if you really want dinosaurs. <laughs> go in after listening. Go in with low expectations. You'll like it. I gave my friend really low expectations. He's like it wasn't that bad. I'm like yeah, because I told you it was a basket of mashed up dicks before we came. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was just like going to be a bad movie. 
He's well, like, that was dark. Okay, well, let's close this thing out. That's all the time we've got for today, Movie Planeteers. Why do I suddenly want to sing the Mouseketeer song? Next week, we'll be reviewing the top 10 movies released in July of all time, like from the Jurassic to the Cretaceous. <laughs> then we'll be doing Point Break 1991. Mind, mind you, half those dinosaurs were not from the Jurassic period. <laughs> and then Caddyshack, because who doesn't love golfing with flowers? Two phenomenal movies. You can email the Movie Planet in this universe or the next using the address movieplanetpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to pass the word around and get a Jurassic Chomp and tell your friends about the show. Subscribe on iTunes and help the show get on its feet with a four or five star review. <laughs> you all right, Joe? I'm good. <laughs> I missed this. <laughs> Tweet us with any questions, comments, theories, as long as I'm right and Joe's wrong. We'll try to fit them into the what show. Joel? Next, Joe? Joel's I'm always here. right. <laughs> Even when he's left. Next time we're on the air, send those tweets to at MoviePlanetPod and like us on Facebook and Instagram using the links in the show notes because, you know, we're not just here to have us listen. We want you to read, too. Special thanks to Twisterium. Sorry if I said that wrong. And Sound J Music because the C wasn't silent for providing our intro music. Thanks for listening to the Movie Planet podcast and happy movie watching. Happy movie watching. Bye, Steve. We're out. <laughs>